It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Mexico City Grand Prix qualifying edition and what on earth have we just witnessed tom bellingham we've witnessed another pole position for a certain driver that you said you wouldn't get baited for this time but the hype level is back not even slightly baited by a ferrari one two oh my goodness me now before we dive into that we do have to mention that the p1 live show tickets are available they have been Put live for a couple of days. We're going to Manchester, Glasgow and London. The 3rd of December for Manchester, the 5th of December for Glasgow and the 10th of December for London. The link will be in the description if you're on YouTube and it will also be all over our socials. So go and check them out because the tickets are selling fast and we'd hate for you to miss out. So go and do that. And uh, yes, we'll hopefully see you at one of our amazing end of season live shows. Now, we are recording this before... Almost the entire grid are under investigation for something (laughs) or another. An actual piece of equipment is also under investigation, uh, being the rear jack of the Williams uh, racing team. I'm not sure exactly, you know, will the rear jack have to start at the back of the grid or not not quite sure about that one. Exactly, you know, rolled in. Why were you there in front of Sonoda's car? (laughs) Plenty of questions to be asked. Um, But let me run you through some of those. We've got Russell, Alonso and Verstappen. Uh, under investigation for impeding at the exit of the pits. Now, this one, what on earth are they doing? Now, actually, I do know what they're doing, and it's the fact that they are trying to not start their maximum lap time delta until they cross that safety car line. So they're all trying to get a bit of a gap and then go out the pits. But the problem with this rule is that it's now causing a traffic jam in the pit lane, and the, the stewards are like, absolutely not. You cannot just stop in the pit lane. So it's kind of causing its own problems by bringing this rule in, which is supposed to stop other problems. It's a bit when, of a weird rule. And and then when, and I think, as you were about they, to say, yeah, they exceed it nothing happens they anyway. They don't do anything. So what's the point? Yeah, very, very strange. Uh, so we'll wait to see what happens there. But it's not necessarily the maximum lap time delta that, I mean, some drivers did, which we haven't even included in this list. And we're imagining that it won't, as long as they show some kind of, uh, you know, care about the fact that they're trying to finish the lap and they let a few people through. I don't think it actually matters. Uh, so Russell Alonso and Verstappen, potentially going to get reprimands again because obviously we saw that in Singapore uh, this year. Hamilton for failing to slow under the yellow flags, although I feel like he was baited slightly by the car that pulled over to the right, although that was actually not failing to slow. That was overtaking, but the car moved out the way. It was, in fact, taking the first two corners, or three corners, sorry, of that first sector where Alonso had spun... Rather quick. Rather quick. Indeed. Yeah, he, he didn't... Uh, if you watch that on board, it looks like he's just doing his quality lap as normal and you're meant to obviously slow down under yellow flags and not, not do that. So um, I'm sure uh, 
certain fan bases will uh, be less than amused if that ends up being a penalty and a certain driver not getting one for the impeding at the exit of the pits. But the reality is that... Who could you possibly mean, Tom? (laughs) The reality is that we've seen those before, the impeding at the exit of the pits, and they've been reprimanded. Uh, Yellow flag uh, infringements are the ones that that can get you penalties and grid drops and things. So uh, I think Hamilton could be in a little bit of uh, trouble there. So I did mention about the maximum lap time. I wasn't going to actually say who it was, but it is Russell, Norris and Joe. If nothing can really get worse for Lando, which we'll get onto yeah, shortly. Lando, uh, oh no. Sonoda and Sargent, again, oh no, anyway. They're both <laughs> starting at the back of worse. the back of the field uh, for overtaking under yellow flags. So maybe they'll start from the middle sector or something. Uh, and then Sargent again for failing to slow down under a yellow flag. So uh, not the greatest of sessions uh, for, for Sargent or Sonoda, although Sonoda was helping his teammate very well. So we will get into triple, all of that. Triple crown uh, for Logan Triple Sargent. crown of yeah, investigations. P20, overtaking under yellows. And failing to slow down on DLS. It's, it's the grand slam of P20ing, <laughs> isn't it, really? Um, right, let's move into Q1 then, shall we? Where Ocon, Magnussen, Stroll, Norris, and Sargent were out. And obviously, the big scalp, Lando Norris, starting all the way back in P, I think it'll be 18, won't it? After uh, Yuki Sonoda, of course, takes his back of the grid penalty. Logan Sargent, I think he might even have to, Logan might have to even go to the FIA and be like, please, can I race? Because I don't think he actually put a lap time on the board. He did not. Um, so, yes, but Norris was the, the massive scalp, wasn't he? Uh, he was, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a big shock, obviously. He mentioned that um, they tried that medium uh, medium tyres for their, for their first run and then something went wrong. They didn't uh, complete the lap. But I personally don't see that as an excuse because Lando still had time to do a lap um you know the ferraris did the the, me- the medium thing as well and it kind of worked out for them and other, other teams tried it so i don't really see that that's that's an excuse it's a shame for lando because we've said this many times like he does have this in him where he can make those errors when he's pushing flat out and when you only get one run and you mess it up you're in big trouble because this, the field is unbelievably close despite us complaining that it's the the worst um like you know one of the most uncompetitive seasons ever but the fact is the whole grid is separated by just over a second so when you make a mistake that costs you a second you're literally going from challenging at the front to not even making it out and being last so uh bad times for lando it certainly is. Uh, he said after the qualifying session that McLaren told him to come in at one point and he was kind of questioning why, but still did and didn't really have any more information to offer um, at the time of his interview. Uh, but yeah, then made that mistake on the one lap that should have counted. But it's just like, this is Q1. Like, you know, you, you have a slight bit more sort of leniency when you get to Q2 or maybe you have a bad lap in Q3 because there's less time um, on the table. But it was Q1. There's plenty of time to get a lap in. McLaren, of course, taking that risk at the beginning with the mediums because they were trying to save a set of softs. But it, it was just pressure that was put on Lando. But ultimately, as you say, other drivers made it work. It was Lando that made the mistake. And to be starting right at the back of the field is just, it's a, it's a, it's a disastrous mistake. 
It is. And Mexico is not the easiest place to overtake, as we've mentioned many times before. It's not. Uh doesn't lend itself great despite the long straight because there are a lot of slow corners. So uh do wonder tomorrow if Lando is just going to go for some absolutely crazy strategy to try and just do something different. He's going to have to, whether that's hard tyres and go really long into the to the race or perhaps, you know, start on the softs, as you mentioned in the Twitch stream that we did earlier and, and then do a really early pit stop and then try and somehow do a massive, ridiculous undercut to try and get some sort of track position because that's what he'll need is just to get ahead of these cars that are that are slower around him. But it's going to be fascinating to watch either way to see how far he can get up and you know, can he catch Oscar, who, who's up in seventh? We, we will have to wait and see. Uh, other drivers, Stroll, no surprise. I mean, you know, the, the, the guy doesn't get any time in practice um, or that does get some, but of course, you know, had that those problems with his car again and it just once and for all just does not have any sort of confidence in that Aston. But it's not even like we can say Alonso's flying through either as uh, he, he didn't make it out of Q2 either. Um, Ocon, Alpine, my God, Alpine. They, they just have some races where if there's some sort of full throttle they're like nah nah i i, just, we, I, I ain't got no pace yeah yeah, yeah. it's bad for bad for ocon because gasly actually uh, impressively ended up 11th uh, in the end gasly's um, quietly going about his way at the moment i'd he say is. like he's, he is he, yeah alpine aren't good enough for us to properly get headlines for gasly of finishing like a p3 or a p4 but i feel like gasly's starting to get the upper hand slightly he is and yeah it's a disaster for Ocon to be to be down in 16th uh, Alpine just look uh, dreadful and you wonder um, how bad they're going to be in Vegas because there's an even longer straight to come that straight goes on forever uh, and finally I think <laughs> literally there. yeah and finally K-Mag out in Q1 and getting destroyed by Hulkenberg once again in qualifying <laughs> Question from Jones RF873. Where can Lando realistically finish starting from the back? Well, this track is unfortunately one of the worst on paper for just generally racing. So mm. what we but if we're gonna to look towards the front, that might actually be a good thing, but we will see. Uh, but in terms of for Lando Norris, I think he'll be happy if he scores in the tail end of the points, to be honest with you. That's probably where I think they'll be aiming. Um, but, you know, you've got the Ferraris that have outperformed unbelievably. You've got an Alpha Tauri of Daniel Ricciardo looking incredibly quick. But then you've got the McLarens, the Mercedes, even the Alfa Romeos are up there. There's a lot of competitive cars that have sort of come out of nowhere uh, compared to what we usually see as, their pe as the pecking order. Uh, and, and that might make things quite difficult for Lando because, as you said, the qualifying times aren't massively different so it's not like there's a huge delta between the back and the front yeah lando's it's all going to come down to really like a safety car or if there's not a safety car you know we saw you can say that lando could go hard tires and then go as long as he possibly wants but the problem is and this is something we saw with rebel in singapore that if you do start on the hard tires and we get a safety car and everyone started on the mediums, that's their opportunity to go, thank you very much, I'll now run the hards for the rest of the race, and then they get a free pit stop and you've been absolutely shafted. So um, it'd be interesting to see what, what McLaren decide to do. Um, and it will just be a case of, he's got he's going to have good pace, he's just going to be whether he gets a good luck with a bit of strategy, because if he does get 
bit of good luck, yeah, he might find himself maybe even like a fifth or sixth, but if he gets screwed by strategy, then he's going to be lucky to get some points. Certainly is. Let's move to Q2 now. And out were Gasly, Hulkenberg, Alonso, Albon and Sonoda. And I think the big talking point from, from Q2 was Albon. We, we had this, this hype train choo-chooing all the way to the potential Q3 station. And Albon was saying throughout almost the whole of qualifying that he felt it felt like it was a completely different car. He, he thought that maybe there was some sort of damage. You know, in FP3, he was, wasn't he second? Like, second we, and we were, FP1. Yeah, and FP1 as well. And and you're kind of thinking, oh, does does Alex have it in him to to potentially get right amongst it in Q3? But 14th on the grid, of course, still beat his teammate comprehensively. But I feel like it was a massive sort of missed opportunity for Williams uh, that are still trying to score a few more points before the end of the season. Yes, and I've just remembered that he did actually make it through and then, of course, had his lap time deleted uh, for track limits, which... Uh, it's kind of very similar to to Lando, really. They're both fantastic drivers, but if anyone gets done by track limits, it does seem to be Albon and and Lando um, that that have these moments. So uh, bad times for Albon because, yeah, he was doing... uh, I think that would have been damage limitation because we, we went from basically thinking that they could be top five, maybe, and then it was like, oh, are they even going to get into Q2 here? So then when he'd made it into Q3, it was like, actually, this is actually a really good uh, a good thing. But alas, track limits, and a very weird track limits one, actually. Like, not many people cut turn two enough for, for you to get a penalty there. So he must have absolutely flown over. We never actually saw the And he exterior, was shaking his we? head, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, it, he was not happy at all with that. No, so so bad times uh, for, for Albon. Uh, because, boy, was he hyped going into that session. He was by uh, <coughs> me as well. Uh, third place, I think I predicted. And then remembered he was biggest your biggest flop. flop and yeah, and he was like, I shall it. deliver. Uh, it's interesting, actually, because you look at his times that he did. It was an 18, 8, and a 19, 1, obviously in Q2, and then had that lap time deleted. In FP3, now I know that track conditions can change quite drastically, but he did a 17, 9 in FP3, and it kind of shows you that I think whatever he's saying that Williams car was not performing the same way it did in FP3. And we sort of joked about it on the, on our Twitch watch along uh, was, was like Williams have this, this, this moment in time where everything comes together and the car is the greatest formula one car to ever be built. But then the temperature changes by half a degree and then it becomes <laughs> a has from 2021. Like there's, there's yeah. no in between. Yeah. It's tough, tough for Williams. They're still, Still learning and understanding that car, but at least they are, well, with Albon at least, in the in the mix and the mid-pack and stuff. With James Vowles at the helm, we trust. Uh, <laughs> uh, other drivers to talk about, obviously Sonoda, but it didn't really matter. He's starting at the back due to the power unit change, but he was helping Daniel Ricciardo uh, both through Q1 and Q2, but I don't think Danny Rick really needed it, to be honest. He As was saw later, yeah. <laughs> flying throughout all of the... Uh, qualifying sessions. Um, so Yuki doing the, the teammate job there. Alonso, I mean, what a sad fall from grace God. to not have Fernando Alonso mixing it with the Hamiltons and the whoever else, you know, even the Verstappens that we saw at the start of the year. Now he's mixing it in with the bottom of the midfield and 
it's just not where he belongs, is it? And he made that massive mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've gone from Alonso diving up the inside at Hamilton at that the Bahrain hairpin and us talking about, God, he's definitely going to win a race this year, that Aston's absolutely incredible. And now he's, you know, barely making it. Uh, almost seems like he's scraping into Q2 now. Uh, his teammate uh, is obviously unable to to do that now. And uh, he's also having mistakes, which kind of makes you think that, boy, is he no longer able to... Uh, He's clearly overdriving the car, hoping for some kind of miracle. Uh, and that's not happening anymore because they are just falling, falling and falling. They are free falling, Tommy. And, uh, you know, it, it really pains to see some kind of anguish for for you for when you watch Formula One after being obviously a Max Verstappen fan. But you're a Fernando Alonso fan just to level out that happiness, eh? Like you've wrapped up the championship and now your full emotion is going into Alonso slipping further and further down the championship table by the end of the year. Bad times. It's fine. I can't really be smug. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Let's move to Q3 now and let's bask in the glory of one of the most out-of-nowhere pole positions for Charles Leclerc that I think I've ever been a part of. I say been a part of like I'm part of the Ferrari team, but you know what I mean. But watching, I have absolutely no idea where that came from. A Ferrari 1-2 as well. What scenes? Absolutely unbelievable scenes. I was just actually getting the result up from... Uh, Q2 because yeah you were talking about uh, it came out of nowhere they were sixth and ninth in Q2 and we were talking about my god Ferrari absolutely nowhere what's going on and then even when they went one two I think everyone uh, including ourselves were just like well this must be new tires and everyone else is unused and that it will kind of shuffle back into the order but no they decided uh, to lock out the front row on the track where I it's think... the worst place to be. <laughs> hey, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, hopefully they'll have a chat about how they're going to deal with turn one because I feel like Carlos Sainz might get in the slipstream of Charles Leclerc and then we could see some fireworks, but hopefully not. Uh, but yeah, we, we you know, were wondering about the, the used and, and new, but obviously quite quickly realised a low 17, that's going to be a new set of tyres. But we then wondered, ah, oh, has Max made a mistake? Is he going to have, you know, ridden on a kerb or gone down an exit road and reversed and come back out and, you know, lost a bit of time that way? And But no, Ferrari actually did it. <laughs> Question from O2 Rachel D. How can Ferrari all of a sudden gain that much in Q3 when they haven't shown much hope all weekend? 
look, you've asked us. I don't even think Ferrari themselves know. I mean, Charles Leclerc, with his post-quali interview, was sort of quite bewildered uh, about the pace uh, and and looked quite visibly shocked that he was on pole position. Um, sometimes it just it just clicks, right? The, you know, the setup, the you know, the conditions. We joked about Williams, but sometimes the conditions can go into the into your favour with with a certain setup and. I don't know how both Ferraris have clicked so in sync with each other and both Sainz and Leclerc became qualifying gods at the same time. Um, but they did, and I'll absolutely take it, and I'd love to see it for the rest of time. Yeah, you do wonder what what's caused that just for them both. Um, both at the same time, maybe the, the track rubbering in or, or for whatever reason. But yeah, they just were unbelievable. I uh, couldn't believe it when uh, I think we saw like Max didn't have that purple sector and we're like, oh, who's that gone to? Um, and then it was like, oh, it's, it's Science and Leclerc. And then, yeah, incredible stuff uh, from them. And then right at the end, actually, they didn't even improve from those first runs. So you're like, oh, well, Verstappen's surely going to take it. But uh, alas, he didn't. And yeah, 0. 0.09 separating the top, top three. Quali is just so... So damn good this year. It is. We need four qualifying sessions, a weekend, and Ferrari will be champions of the world. Points <laughs> obviously only given out for qualifying. Uh, question from P1 Patreon member James BWFC22. Did Max purposely mess up his last lap to make sure he got P3? Being P3 on the run down to turn one is surely the best place to be. No. No, I don't think in the slightest. I think... You know, we talk about that and P3 is obviously a very good position to be in, but there's lots of factors to take into account as well. Like, yeah, okay, you might want to start P3, but that's taken into account whether you get a good start. If you don't get a good start, all of a sudden you're getting mobbed by the cars behind that also have a lovely slipstream from the cars in front. So I wouldn't say that Max would have done anything like that. He wants to take pole, he wants to win, he wants to destroy every single person at all times. Um, so... It's a good position to be in, but it doesn't give him automatically P1 going down towards turn one. We've seen a bit of bants in, in free practice between a few drivers sort of testing the slipstream and going down towards turn one. It's not a, a seal, a, you know, sealed deal that he's going to get P1 or even gain out of uh, gain into P2 uh, going into turn one. It's it's no guarantee. And that's coming from a Ferrari Charles Leclerc fan. If it was the other yeah. way around and Charlotte Clubs and P3, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. This is the greatest grid slot of all time. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll I'll burst your bubble here and say that that Max um I think I think it was uh was it last year or, or the year before when he won and uh, there was a clip of uh Max and how he'd basically gone into uh turn one on the inside and led the middle of two cars and led and then on the outside led in three consecutive years and ended up winning the race so um he he uh, knows how to take now. that turn turn he's, one so he's, he's done them all now off. so now yeah. he just needs the now he just needs to not do it and dnf that i predicted um oh yeah but, you predicted yeah, the not even did. in the top three did you didn't you i, I mean you i yeah. mean you also predicted norris p1 so oh, yeah, how's that gonna that. go for me <laughs> and i predicted charlotte claire biggest flop and ended up getting pole so uh some Thank you, great mate. predictions from. Oh, Tom mate, Real I actually forgot to Bellingham. tell you that I don't think you saw. Um, so, you know, we put our predictions uh, up on our 
Matt P on Tommy Instagram account, you know, the, yeah, and, yeah. and tw- Twitter as well. But on Instagram, um, so our, our qualifying predictions for the top five were absolutely horrendous. I went for Verstappen, Perez, Albon, Norris, Russell for my top five, and you went for Verstappen, Russell, Norris, Perez, Hamilton. And um, Mark Webber replied to uh, that graphic and put close and then a celebration face. <laughs> Just roasting her. Yep. And I replied, I mean, to be not fair, our finest hour. <laughs> I mean, come on, like, who who was going to predict? I mean, if you'd have done that top five anyway, Leclerc, Sainz, Verstappen, Ricardo, Perez, everyone would have just commented going, what are you smoking? Ferrari 1-2 or, yeah. huh, Matt's on the copium. He <laughs> um, didn't follow us, so I don't know where that came yeah. from. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> but, yeah, no. No one saw saw that coming. And to answer um, James's question, Max has been very good this year, but for him to have uh, purposely judged a 0.09 deficit to get P3, uh, he's not that good. <laughs> very fair point. Very fair point. Now, I want to get to a, another part of the Q3 that gives me almost just as much joy as Charles Leclerc getting pole position. And that is... Daniel Ricardo in an Alpha Tauri oh. dropping it next to Max Verstappen on the second row of the grid in P4, out qualifying Perez in a Red Bull. What, how, why, when, where, and who is Daniel Ricardo? Yes, because um, Daniel Ricardo, uh, look, you keep. Yuki's been like decent, but not. Uh, of course, you know he's got the penalty and stuff, and he's spent a lot of his time um, trying to, you know, help help Daniel, which is fair enough. But even in the practice sessions, Daniel Ricciardo has been up there all the time, looking like he's, yeah, you know, un- unbelievably good. Uh, of course, he is good around here. Uh, beat Max to pole in twenty eighteen, I want to say, um, and yeah, has had some. Great success around here. So how he's got that Alpha Tari there is pretty incredible because I was worried actually that it was all down to the slipstream and maybe when he didn't have Yuki there doing the slipstream in turn one, he might lose a bunch of time. But he's absolutely um yeah, incredible. Like to be two tenths off Polo and Alpha Tari, this team is bottom of the constructors championship and he's two tenths off pole and one place behind Max they split the Red Bulls that are leading the championship uh, is is an unbelievable performance and yeah just let's hope he gets a good uh, a good race because this could, could be some huge points and also put uh, you know silence the some of the doubters after Daniel Ricciardo's return uh, as well because it's absolutely sensation it's one of Phenomenal. the best quality performances of the year like it really is and there's no fluke about this either you might think oh he just got one lap together and then you know whatever but he was actually yeah, every session he was actually faster than sergio perez in q1 q2 and q3 so every wow. single session in that competitive qualifying session he was quicker he was two tenths quicker in q1 four tenths quicker in q2 and then four hundredths quicker in q3 but Look, Yuki's been had some great performances in the Alpha Tari, don't get me wrong, but there hasn't been a standout one like that, I don't think, from what I can remember, uh, at least this year from Yuki. Uh, oh, so, 
No, this year, obviously, there has been a few moments, like Abu Dhabi, where he nearly snatched a podium in 2021. But <laughs> this year, and and what a way to, to stake a claim, not only to that Alpha Tauri seat moving forward and maybe other Formula One seats, but the Red Bull seat that is under so much threat, we have to sort of, I know we're kind of saying that, we're predicting that it's under threat, but I think it's very clear with what we've seen in the past that it is under threat. And for Daniel Ricciardo to outqualify Perez, I mean, that is just something I don't think anybody had in their predictions. It's a big old statement, isn't it? Um, and yeah, for it to be Perez's home home race as well. Uh, and of course, it's very unlikely to happen, but if Max Verstappen did get a penalty for is impeding at the exit of the pits, then Daniel Ricciardo would start P3 and have be the one slipstreaming Charles Leclerc down to turn one. Uh, imagine the, the scenes, but yeah, going to be fascinating. Uh, that run down to turn one is going to be big hype. What I will say, though, in Sergio Perez's um, favour is that he was actually a tenth and a half off Max. of Max Verstappen. Yeah, so we have to say Max. that, like, you know, he... He did do actually a good qualifying performance uh, in, in in respect to his teammate. So it's not he the must fact be that Perez. Yeah, it's, it's not the fact that Perez has done a bad job because I don't think he has. When you compare it to Max Verstappen, he is well within the realms of what we consider a decent qualifying. But Daniel Ricciardo has just done something that nobody expected, and as you say, Perez has sat there like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm I got finally in a tenth, tenth and a half." Of Max. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't make it up. Like you, you can't really say it's bad luck because he's been poor for a, for a lot of a lot of the season. But yeah, he must just be like, oh my god, the one time since what? Maybe it's been ages. Yeah, um, and actually, you know, he's made it into the top five, which um, is his like joint best qualifying uh, for quite a while. I think since before the summer break. You know, he got P five in. Um, Japan, uh, which was a while while back now, and that was yeah he matched it here, and he must be like, yes P five you're a tenth off max, and then he finds out that Daniel Ricardo and the Alpha Terry, the one that's being rumored at his seat and all the pressure and stuff has managed to pop at P four. He must just be like, are you actually kidding me? Question from We Are Boo: Is Perez under serious threat after Danny's quality performance, or are we getting too ahead of ourselves? Look, I, it's exciting. It's a very, it's an amazing performance from Daniel. I think if he beats Perez tomorrow, that's a, a whole new conversation that we need to have. Yeah. Um, but right now, it's it's a feather in Danny's cap. I don't think it's he has the seat for next year as much as we can uh, think about that. But yeah, it's just something to be commended, isn't it? It is, and we need to see. The most frustrating thing I, I think is that, and this will be the case for you know fans of Daniel Ricciardo is we've not got to really see too much there'll be a lot of people that go oh you're just making excuses for him because you like him and stuff like he's he's returned to the sport but he's not really had a, a enough time to bed himself in um and you know he's he's returned and the one uh kind of weekend of the year where he gets to have you know three practice sessions and then get into to quali he's just really really delivered so if he can do the same in i mean p4 would be insane for him to continue that but even just getting into like q3 and stuff if he does that in you know brazil and and vegas and abu dhabi then yeah the 
the pressure will be on on for Perez, definitely. Certainly will. And finally, we've got to commend a couple of other drivers, and they both drive for Alfa Romeo, Valtteri Bottas and Joe Guanyu, ninth and tenth. Although I'm kind of a little bit like Bottas. I think you left a little bit on the table there, son. It genuinely felt like Bottas could have mixed it with with the other drivers, uh, especially in the sort of like maybe sixth, seventh, eighth uh, sort of region. Um, but in the end, three and a half tenths off the back of George Russell in P8. And I don't know, it's weird. Bottas ninth, you think, oh, that's a great performance. But he looked quicker than that, I'd say. Yes, yeah, it's, it's strange because, yeah, ninth on paper is really good. But in uh, Q1, for example, he was uh, he was quicker than Sainz. He was quicker than Perez. He was quicker than Hamilton. Um, so, yeah, he was... He was performing brilliantly uh, and then for whatever reason going into that that final session the alphas have finished a long way off uh really eight tenths off off pole and there's a a big three tenth gap as well more than three tenths actually between russell and them so they were easily last but uh still a great a great result and um yeah has are going to be little bit worried seeing two alphas and Daniel Ricciardo in that top 10 when uh, they are currently, you know, heading the points and stuff, thanks to maybe Holkenberg's heroics at the start of the year and bagging some points. But yeah, uh, that that kind of fight for, <laughs> this is where we are in the championship, the fight for last, but there's stuff to, I'm losing my voice as well. And mate, <clears> I literally <throat> was just listening to you um, and just... <laughs> slowly I thought it was just gonna be a wisp at the end I know I was like do I carry on the sentence or do I just cough and then I was I was not getting there so um yes I've lost okay good good point good point thanks Tommy uh we'll end it there uh actually no we won't because we're going to ask for your final thoughts Tommy let's see if you can finish your final thoughts before your voice goes uh final thoughts are that um in a weird way despite the biggest practice complainer of all time i've actually enjoyed the um the weekend that it's almost felt a bit novel after a couple of sprints and that we've kind of got got into the weekend it's been nice and chilled and then we get into qualifying and it's this big epic thing and it's made us nice and excited for the race tomorrow and it's just thank one, you one day thank you it's all about the build-up the foreplay tommy you know what i mean <laughs> And that is it. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And don't forget, we've got our live shows. So go and check them out if you haven't already. And uh, we'll see you very soon. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 